We're on to our second story, another member of Teacher Hustle University. Her name is Casey, and she's sharing with us how she got started with her business selling products on TPT and also starting a podcast with her teacher bestie, which is so much fun. She talks about the ups and downs, the ins and outs of doing that in this episode, and she talks to us about her challenges and the most amazing moments she's had in her business, and she has lots of great advice about getting started. So tune in for this next story and be sure that if you are interested in joining Teacher Hustle University, you go over and find out more about it. Being part of this amazing community has helped Casey make connections with other teachers for her podcast to find connections for joining a mastermind and really just to learn all of the things she needs to know about marketing her business. So come join us. The doors are open until April 9th. We hope to see you inside. And here is Casey's story. I'm here with Casey from Ability Driven Teaching. She's one half of Ability Driven Teaching, right? <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yes. Yeah, so, hi, everyone. My name's Casey. So, I was a special education teacher for three years, and now I am full time pursuing my PhD in special education. So, that's really when I started my business. I started SPED for Secondary Ed, which is resources for middle and high school special education teachers and students. And my best friend is also a special education teacher and started her own TPT store. And we always talk about special education when we end up together. So we were like, why don't we start a podcast? (laughs) I feel like 2020 was the year of podcasts for us. All that free time. So yes. that's how I actually found you. She sent me your podcast. So I've been a fan for about a year now. Oh, awesome. Nice to be here. We can definitely chat about podcasting because I think uh, there's a lot of teachers that are listening that are interested in starting up a podcast. So there are really two parts to your business. You have Sped for Secondary Ed. That's That's a TPT store, right? Right. And then ability-driven teaching, which is the podcast. So can you tell me, how how has your experience been with the podcast in particular? It's been pretty awesome. Um, We really kind of didn't know what we were doing in the beginning. Like I said, we were hanging out and we were like, let's start a podcast. And so we literally did the very next day. We recorded our first episode. Uh, I love the way you just jumped right in. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of my personality. (laughs) You know what, though? I really think we've been talking about this inside Teacher Hustle University. I really think that all great business owners have this combination of like, um, this is scary. I have a big vision. I have a big dream. But also this piece that's like, actually, you know what? I'm just going to dive in. I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to take the next step. So it's like, you have to have both. You have to have that big vision of what could be. And you also have to have that zoomed in really micro, like, let me just take the next step and let me just jump in and try this. And that combination of having the two can be so magical. So in your podcast experience, um, because I, I want to ask you about like some of the biggest challenges in your business, but I also mm-hmm. I want to know specifically about the podcast since we're talking about that. What has been the biggest challenge with having a podcast? So for me, I have my podcast with my best friend. So it's a partnership. 
And like I said, we didn't plan anything in the beginning. And that might be okay if you're working by yourself, but with a partner, it really doesn't work. And we were getting frustrated with each other. We weren't enjoying it after a few episodes. And we realized that we really needed to make a plan because planning is necessary for a podcast. If you're doing more than just like a random episode here or there. So we sat down and we figured out who was best at what part. So I really like the creation part. I come up with the ideas. I I don't really write a script, but I write the questions. And then I also do the editing and the publishing of it. And Madison, my partner, she is more the make it pretty person, which <laughs> I am not good at. So she is our Instagram person. And if you look on there lately, she's been getting real good at it. <laughs> we we have a brand now. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And she reaches out to people. She interacts with people. So we found that we balance really well together. And as long as we kind of set boundaries and expectations, it hasn't taken over the friendship. It's been a lot more fun now. And yeah, we're just expanding our podcast venture. I really like this. This is a great topic of both starting a podcast and working with a partnership. And I think the key to a great partnership is a couple of things that you mentioned there. It's like figuring out what each of you can bring to the table and what you don't bring to the table. Like you said, like, I'm not great at the designs. I'm going to let her do that. And then, and then being able to come together on certain things and set boundaries as well so that you, um, are really use, utilizing the best parts of that partnership. I, it, it's interesting because my best friend is my executive assistant for Teacher Hustle University. And uh, she just messaged me this morning. I wanted to hop on a Zoom with her and co-work a little bit. And she was like, Alyssa, every time we do that, we get chatting because we're friends and you're not going to get anything done. And I was like, oh, you're right. You're so right. So you have to be able to, especially if it's a friend, set those boundaries so that you actually get things done. Right. And just knowing that you can trust them. And like for me, yeah. I'm a bit of a micromanager. <laughs> so I have to take a step back and say, you know what? She's got it. She's better at that part of the business. And right. I just need to trust her. Yes, totally. Trust is really important in any sort of a partnership. And in recording the podcast, are you both on every episode just logistically? Is that kind of hard to navigate? Yes. So we are both on every episode. And then we try about every other episode to have a guest. So sometimes there are three of us on there. Um, we actually live in the same neighborhood. So we oh, cool. record together. We could record separately because technology, like how we're recording now, it's pretty easy nowadays. So we were doing once a week for a while on like a Thursday evening, which worked really well for me, but I'm a night person and Madison's a morning person. And so after she had finished teaching and then coming over for the, the podcast recording, she would just be exhausted. Yeah. And meeting every single week was really tough for us. And then we felt like we weren't having any time for like actual friendship time. Like every time we met was podcast time. Mm -hmm. So learning from you, we started batching and now we do one Sunday a month 
And so that Sunday is like really heavy podcast day. We do four episodes on that Sunday, but it saves us so much time during the month. And because it's a Sunday, Madison's not exhausted and it just really has been working well for us. Uh, I don't know what I would do if I didn't batch record podcast episodes. It's just, it's draining to create long form content, whether it's your podcast or even blog posts. And, and when you can sit down and do it all at once, it just, like you said, saves you so much time over the month. If you can get four of them done and you're set for the month or two months, depending on how often you put it out, can be a huge, huge time saver. You don't have to batch everything. I think sometimes we get caught in that batch trap of like, oh, well, do I have to batch my social media posts and this and that? And you can, but if you can even batch one part, like you said, like one Sunday and aim for two to four episodes, at least you've given yourself that much of a break, which can be really important. So let's talk about your SPED for secondary ed business. How did you get started with that? So actually, again, that goes back to my partner, Madison. She started her TPT store first, and we really are best friends. We like to do a lot of things together. So she was like, you need to start a TPT store. First of all, because she knew I was broke. (laughs) (laughs) I was a new PhD student, had no money. And then second of all, it's just so much easier when you know someone else who's doing it and you can bounce ideas off of each other. So. I thought about what I was good at. And for me, that's writing IEPs and then also making projects or packets that are adapted for students uh, with a disability. And that's kind of where I started. So I help teachers streamline their paperwork process. And then I also provide them with adapted projects and activities for their students. Oh, that's so needed. And that's what we we were just talking about in the last interview that I did with a THU member is just taking the thing that you're really passionate about in the classroom and finding ways to spread the word about that. So again, like you said, leaning into your zone of genius, the thing that you really love to do or you're good at. How did you know you were good at those things? Did other teachers typically like ask you about them? How did you figure out exactly what it is you were going to take out into the TPT world? Yeah. So I was kind of always the person that people went to, to check their IEPs. I'm very like type A personality. I like a checklist. Uh (laughs) I like to, and an IEP is basically like, you have to have this, 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 and this. So I like the structure part of it. And I, IEPs though, they can be real tough. So making templates that can save yourself time. That was kind of my thing that I really liked. And I figured why not try it on TBT and it's been a success so far. So what have, um, what has it been like actually putting your ideas out into the world and then getting the response? What have the responses been like? Are teachers thankful? Are they asking you for more? What's it been like to kind of get in conversation with other teachers about this? Yeah, it's been really positive. I just, <laughs> I got a TPT review literally like two minutes before we got on this call. And still, every time I get that little alert for a review, I kind of cringe and go like, oh no, is this going to be the one that's bad? <laughs> I feel like eventually it's going to happen, right? But for sure, it's going to happen. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. So Good. 
Yeah, everyone's been so nice, so awesome. Um, Instagram, I really, I didn't even have an Instagram really before I started TPT. And I've met so many amazing, well, met in quotation marks. (laughs) (laughs) But I've worked with so many amazing people on Instagram. And then we were able to connect with them through the podcast as well. So there are some huge special education teachers on Instagram with 30,000 or more followers. And I was like, they're probably not going to respond to me, but let me see if they want to be on the podcast. And a lot of them said yes. So I think just taking those chances and people will surprise you. They're really, really, I mean, teachers are awesome. Yeah. I think that's great advice. It's like, just take a chance. It can be really intimidating to... Um, message with people on Instagram. If they have a lot of followers, you're like, oh my gosh, do they even have time for me? But they're just like us. They're teachers just like us, just because they have a huge following or um, they're really active on Instagram or they seem really busy. They still have these passions and they still want to talk about their passion topic. And um, so being open to that. And then to go back to the reviews, because I made the comment that like a bad review is going to happen. Um, I think it it is definitely something to prepare for. So there may be some people out there who are listening and thinking, oh my gosh, how can I how can I put my products out on a site like TPT? And what if people don't like them? And I think you're eventually going to bump into some sort of negative feedback or some pushback. And that's the sign. And in my opinion, that's a sign that you've made it because you want that pushback. It's what you do with that pushback. We just talked about this in our last show up and glow up workshop in Teacher Hustle University. It's what do you do with that feedback? Do you do you take it and say, oh my gosh, well, I'm just never going to make anything again because somebody didn't like it? Or are you going to take it and say, you know what? They really called me out on something that I could improve on and make this better. And they've actually challenged me to think about how I could make this better. It's it's really all in what you do with that feedback and separating your emotion from the feedback is really, really important. But I'm so glad that you've had all positive feedback because that positive <laughs> feedback can definitely motivate you and push you forward. That's for sure. Right. And you can't let the fear hold you back. I started my website and I wanted to post about it on my Facebook page just because it was a labor of love. It was a lot of work, but I was like, oh gosh, what if, cause I'm friends with a lot of teachers. And I was like, what if they're like, why are you charging people for the things that you're making? Don't you know that teachers don't make that much money? But I was like, you know what? I'm really proud of this website. I'm going to post it. And all of my friends were so supportive on there. I didn't get a single negative comment. So I think a lot of times we are our harshest critic Mm -hmm. and that we just got to push the fear aside. Totally. And I think there is definitely this thought of like, should I be giving this away for free? Am I okay to be charging for it? And I think that the, the thing that helps me through that is that teachers when they are purchasing something, first of all, as a teacher, I like I will throw my money at you if you're going to give me something that's going to make my life easier. If you're going to give me some IEP like templates to make my IEP writing go faster, you can take my money. Um, but also, it, when we purchase something from another teacher, we are not only supporting another teacher, but we're also committing to ourselves to actually put that into place and actually use it in our classroom. So it pushes these efforts forward even more. And I think 
also as as creators, we have to value ourselves and our work and our knowledge and expertise and the way like we've invested in our in our own professional development, we've per- invested in our own business development. So we have to feel confident that we're doing the right thing by charging for our work because we are valuable. But that can be a challenge for people. So if you had to think back on your business journey, what would you say has been your biggest challenge overall? Was there a point where you were like, I can't do this. I I might give up. Like maybe this isn't for me. Yes, I think like I said, I am a I'm a little slow to begin with, but when I decide to do something, I jump in 150%. So I really jumped into my TPT store like hardcore and I kind of burnt myself out a little bit in the beginning because I was doing crazy hours. I was like, I want to get to 100 products as soon as I can. I want to be making this huge income. And I still have big goals, but now I'm more realistic about what time I have to give and what I can do in that time. And so just deciding that you're going to make your goal happen, but it's not going to happen overnight was something I had to realize. Yes, especially those of you who are still teaching full time and you're also maybe you're parenting or you've got your friends and family. It's you, everyone has a lot going on. And I think because we're so driven, teachers as a group are so driven. We know we have these dreams and we want to see them through. It's like, okay, let's go. We're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to stay up all night. We're going to get up early in the morning. Um, But you're right. Set your hours, stick to them and you will make moves. You will make important moves in your business as long as you're intentional about what you're doing um, during that time. So what has been your biggest success in your business or your most proud moment? I'm just super proud of our podcast. We went from no real conception or no real plan to now we have a podcast that produces a weekly episode. We have awesome guests on it and we're starting to make it We went from it being just a fun thing to an actual business venture. We presented at the Spring Fling 2021 about creating a podcast with your teacher bestie. And we've made an ebook that we offer with an audit for new people who want to start a podcast with their teacher bestie. So it's just been something that we took from like this little idea of, oh, this will be fun to like, this could be a business. I love that. I love the idea of helping other teachers who want to create a podcast with their teacher bestie. That's so cool. I don't think I could have convinced my teacher bestie to do it because she she it would have been funny. Maybe I could convince her. I'll I'll give that a try. She's pretty funny. <laughs> um, and we're neighbors, so actually maybe that would be a fun Sunday activity. I'll have to try to convince her. But I like that you thought about how you could could use the podcast toward your business. Do you? talk about your TPT products on your podcast as a way to kind of use it as a marketing tool? Do you each talk about your own TPT products? I was just thinking about this the other day that we should probably do it a little more. In the beginning, we really didn't, but now we're trying to do an occasional episode where we either focus on one of our strengths, like Madison, we had her cover an episode on Uh, incorporating students into their IEP meetings at the elementary school level, because that's what she does. And that's what her TPC store is about, um, special education students at the elementary level. 
So we're slowly starting to do that more and more. I definitely think you should do that. I think it's, it's especially if it relates to the episode, uh, I'm sorry, you didn't ask for my business advice, and here I am giving it to you. But no, you think it all. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely include that in your podcast. Put a little plug in for um, each of your TPT stores when it relates to an episode, because you're putting in a lot of time, and it's it's a wonderful thing to to continue the conversation and to build your credibility. And it also would be a great place to to talk about your products. So I think a podcast can serve so many different purposes, and just kind of raising awareness about what you do is is one of those things, which is awesome. What advice would you give to somebody if they're just starting out? And I would actually, let me turn this into two questions. What would you, advice would you give to somebody who is just starting out with a podcast? We'll start there. Okay. So start with a plan. <laughs> Don't do what I did. But basically you have to decide are you going to do it by yourself? Are you going to do it with your teacher bestie? Do you want to have guests? There's a lot of planning involved and you can totally do a hundred percent of the planning by yourself. If you want to make it easier, I do have an ebook and an audit <laughs> you throw that out there, but plan and then decide there's so many different ways to structure it too. Some people like a word for word written down. This is what I'm going to say. I'm a little bit more of a free flow. Let me have like five or six questions and then we'll just see what comes of it. But start with a plan, decide what's your actual goal. Is it for fun? Is it your long form content? Is it going to be a totally separate business venture? And who's your audience? That's really important. Totally. Yeah. Because you want to stay focused on what they need and what they're asking for. And then I, I think too, getting in conversation with that audience, like you said, you both are building an Instagram. You have a separate Instagram for your podcast, right? Yes. So that is just to coordinate your podcast episodes and talk to your audience and build the audience around the podcast. So what, and then what would you, what advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out on the TPT road and they're just thinking about, maybe they're thinking about listing some things that they're creating in their own classroom and they're not really sure how to get started. Um, what advice would you give them? So my advice, it could also be used for the podcast, but don't be so afraid to invest in yourself or spend a little money. So for example, for the first eight months of my business, I bought the TPT membership. Of course, get that right away if you're going to start a TPT store. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you get hardly any money. But other than paying for that, I didn't spend a single cent in eight months. I would only use free clip art, free tips. And if money is really tight, there are some amazing free tips on Instagram But I would really recommend that you find someone who you vibe with, who is doing either something that you want to do or can help support what you want to do and consider paying if they have a course, because you're going to learn so much faster. And I, 2021 is the year of courses for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just taking me to the next level and I probably should have done it sooner. Yeah. And as soon as you start investing in your business, I think there's this transformation that happens within yourself. It's like when you click the buy button on your first 
program that you purchased to help you grow your business. It's like you made a, you just said to yourself, okay, this is a business because I'm actually going to pay for something to help me strengthen it. And as a beginning TPT seller, there are so many courses you can take great resources to learn how to make quality products. And of course, that's going to be the most important thing when you first start out is to have that quality product. If you're not a TPT seller, um, but you're putting together a course or a membership or something else, that could be a great first step. And then uh, I would argue that marketing is the next step. So then when you think about your marketing, thinking about investing in someone, like you said, that you vibe with that can help you really put together a plan that works for you. It is worth your time to do that rather than consuming all this free content because when you consume all the free content, everyone is telling you something different. Every mentor is going to give you advice that's a little bit different from the next, and you're going to end up spinning yourself in circles trying to follow all the advice. So I think just what you said, pick a mentor, follow what they have to say all the way through so that you're not spinning yourself in circles, with, especially with marketing. I feel like marketing is like the worst because it's you need to be on Instagram. You need to be here. You need to be there. You need to be doing this. And especially when you're just starting out, that can be really, really overwhelming. Right. And I really think for me, and I think for others, vibing and connections with people are so important. So don't just go with the biggest person or the most famous person who has a course. I did that for TPT. I was like, oh, this person has sold thousands and thousands of this course to people on how to, you know, take your TPT store to the next level. And I really didn't like it. I was like, oh, that's just, it's not connecting with me. And so I went back to Instagram. I looked at other people. I found someone that I was like, oh, this is the person. Like I connect with them so well. I bought their course recently and I'm like, oh, this is what I needed. So just, it's all about connections. Totally. And you might also connect with more than one person. You may take one course from somebody, love it, and then listen to everything they have to say, implement everything they have to say, and then find another mentor. It's, It's kind of like, part of it is listening to your own intuition. I think when I first started and I was listening to a bunch of different coaches, exactly what you said, there were a couple that I was like, "Mm, that's not really, that's not really what I, it kind of goes against my own intuition and what I think I should be doing for my business, but they seem to really have it all together. So let me follow them. It's this, it's this listening to your own intuition and then finding the people that really do that do I love the word vibe that vibe with that because then you can consume everything they have to say and and kind of get your core group of people that you listen to and really always trust their advice. It's like just like if you were going to go get advice from your friends, you wouldn't talk to everybody. You wouldn't talk to like a complete stranger. You'd talk to the people that you really clicked with that you really trusted and you really knew that they would listen to you and knew what they were talking about. So, I love that advice. And At the time that we're recording this episode, Teacher Hustle University is open. And of course, it's not the only program out there. There are so many wonderful programs to choose from. How would you say as a member of THU, how will listeners know if this is the right program for them and the stage of business that they're in? What would you say? First of all, I'd say do it. But second of all, if you're listening to this podcast, 
then obviously you like Alyssa, you're vibing with her. So yeah, I would check out Alyssa, listen to the podcast, go to her Instagram, kind of see, are you feeling what she's saying? And then you could listen to what people are saying about THU. What I do like about THU, you said this the other day, is that you don't give affiliates for promoting it because you want it to be authentic. So some courses you do have to be aware if people are promoting it, they could be getting, you know, payback money for it. So it may not be authentic, but THU is. And I'm a little bit more of an introvert. And so I was surprised that my favorite part of Teacher Hustle University is the community. So there's a private Facebook group and everyone in there is awesome. I now have a mastermind group that I meet with every week. We meet for an hour and we bounce ideas around. And it's people I never would have met. Like there's an art teacher, a math teacher, um, a college professor. We're all very, very different, but we have some similar goals. And so I'm able to get feedback from them and just talk out ideas with them. And I've also connected with THU people on Instagram. I've had a couple on the podcast. So the community is really, really awesome. I love the community. And I don't, I can't even take credit for that. It just somehow it happened. And we're finding new ways to keep it organized because there are people who are just starting out. There are people who are in the growth stage. And there are people who have been in this a while and are are looking to um, maybe they're building out their team or they're just trying to systematize because they have 300 products on TPT and it's getting kind of crazy. So there are people at all different levels and we're really trying to find ways to help people connect with others that are at the same level, but also connect with people who can mentor them who are at the next level so that they can move from one level to the next. So that's one thing that I've been really focusing on and that I think works really well um, inside THU. So thank you for sharing your experience with the community because I, I, it's hard to explain when you're not in it. Um, how amazing that community can be. So I know that some of the listeners, we didn't touch on the special education piece and all the value that you bring to that space. Um, Can you tell the listeners where they can connect with you if they want to find out more about your podcast, or maybe also um, if they want to find out more about starting their own podcast with their teacher bestie, we will link to everything here, but where's the best place that they can connect with you? Yes. So if you're looking for special education resources or just a friend in special education, I am sped for secondary ed. Um, That's my name on Instagram, TPT, Facebook. I also have a website. And then if you're more interested in the podcast, we are Ability Driven Teaching on Instagram. And we just started a Facebook page for that as well. And we did make this awesome guided ebook I did all the content. Madison made it real pretty. There's even pages you could type in and uh, I could never do that. I'm not a design person, but it basically takes you step-by-step through starting a podcast with your teacher bestie. And then my favorite part is once you have made an episode, we'll audit it and give you honest feedback on your title, your picture, your description, your content. So if you're really looking for some support on starting a podcast with your teacher bestie, we would love to help you out. And ability-driven teaching is so much fun. So I hope you have fun with your teacher bestie like we are. That is so cool. I just love that concept. I uh, 
we teachers really at heart, we just love to talk with our teacher bestie and share our passion. And I also would love to listen to a couple of teacher besties chat. It's like being home this year on maternity leave. That's definitely the part that I miss the most. So I'm going to go over and listen to your podcast just so I feel like I'm part of your little group (laughs) because I I need the socialization. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. I know it definitely inspired some of our listeners today to get started, um, to overcome some of those challenges, to push through because the successes are totally, totally worth it. So I appreciate you and I will talk to you soon. Thank you, Casey. Thanks. I hope you loved hearing Casey's story. And in our next story, we're going to be talking to Amy, who shares with us how she has really done a major pivot this year into teaching online and how she's allowed herself to dream bigger than she even thought was possible. So our third story is coming up next with Amy. Stay tuned. And if you want to learn more about joining Teacher Hustle University, like all three of the stories you have heard here today uh, have developed through that program, go to alyssamcdonald.com slash framework to find out more. We would love to see you inside and maybe feature you as the next story, the next success story, the person who followed their dreams and made it happen. 